You are listening to Think Theory Radio. 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 Hello and welcome to Think Theory Radio, the show that brings you topics outside the mainstream realm of thought and ideas to make you think. And I'm your host, Damien Perdue, your guide on this metaphysical ride of audio delights. Of course, I'm joined by Pauly C. Oh, yo, yo, yo. A Paul Shivari. Hey, hey. Got to, you know, got to give the real name there. Once Every now and then. You know. For those that are looking for me. Yeah. <laughs> All the creditors. No, I'm just yeah. <laughs> Possible job placement. I I Googled myself, and it turns out I'm very easy to find. Yeah. (laughs) You don't have any uh, identity theft? Uh, Who is this? Yeah, right. No, I mean, I have come across identity theft before with, like, you know. Fake Instagram accounts. Well, no, more of, um, well, no, uh, I could tell you off story about uh, uh, an incident where someone opened up an account to, like, try and, like, troll me. Oh, yeah. um, Yeah, it was so dumb. But, um (laughs) It was, they didn't even like, they couldn't even troll correctly, but that's a different story. Uh, but no, I mean, of course, like the typical, like, um, you know, someone spending money on your bank accounts or whatever. Mm. It was like, you know, they, they get a hold of your number somehow and then oh, do yeah. like the little transaction, yeah. then the big transaction. Uh-huh. But other than that, no, I've not had that I know of any identity theft. Does God ever look for you? <laughs> All the time. <laughs> it's wonder why haven't I been in church in a while? <laughs> Where you been, Bob? Yeah. We miss you. <laughs> He kind of just skipped out after graduating eighth grade. <laughs> no, actually, no. I got confirmed. That's it. That was probably like the last time Ooh, I went yeah, to church. Confirmed. Yeah. I got confirmed. Yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Catholic all the way. A Chicago Irish uh-huh. Catholic. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't even really know. I know my parents were Catholic, but I didn't. They were. They, they were, never forced that upon you. No, no. They were kind of hippies, free wheelers. So they were like, "Do yeah. what you want to do." I think technically because my dad was Catholic and my mom was Lutheran that they had to like agree to raise the children Catholic. Mm. And they definitely did. My sister and I were definitely like baptized, uh, first communion, confirmation all through the church. But Do you feel more holy? No, no. Are you holier than thou? Uh, sometimes, no. <laughs> um, I, I, you know, but after they, <laughs> what's funny is they, after um, I got confirmed, they kind of left it up to me like, okay, well, okay. You're, you're an adult through the eyes of God. It's up to you whether you want to go to church now. It's like, yeah, I'm going to sleep in. That's Sundays are <laughs> mine again. Uh, but I, I remember, though, before I got confirmed, but after I turned 16, I'd figured out, like, you know, since I was, you know, Catholic school, Catholic church, you know, just born and raised in that. I was aware of how long a service was at our, mm. at our church. It was always like an hour long. So once I was 16 and they let me go to church by myself, I would either hang out at a friend's house for an hour or drive 30 minutes in one direction then turn around. <laughs> <laughs> so you really liked it, I guess. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it really stuck on me. But, you know, when you, when you do this for like, what, 13 cycles, you know, yeah. like yearly cycles, uh, ordinary time, Advent, uh, Lent, all that stuff. Mm. Y- y- the stories start repeating themselves. Do they? Yeah. I thought it changes you know, it's like up. It's always, they don't uh, add new characters? Well, I mean, you know, there's enough <laughs> Gospels where you could tell, like, you know, the different sides of the, yeah. the Christmas story or the Easter story. Mm. But, yeah, after a while, you start hearing some of the same stuff. Yeah. The responsorial psalms start getting repetitive, you know? Mm. Yeah. You know, it's funny because, it, well... You reminded me of, and it, like unintentionally, <laughs> did I even got you to start talking about this? But uh, you've made me admit to some things that I had never even like told told like my family. So I have that effect on people. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Howard it's my, Stern. It's my soothing voice. Yeah, jeez. 
Just seduce me and let let me tell all my so secrets. Tell us more about this, Paul. Uh, no, but I've been reading uh, a Portrait of an Artist as a Young Man by James Joyce. Yeah, which I started trying to read years ago, and then like the dialect of the early 1900s Ireland kind of threw me. And, Were you telling me this the last time we yeah, hung out? Yeah, okay, yeah. So I'm still thought, yeah. still reading it. It's kind of one of those books I have in my car and I read like when I get a chance. Yeah, um, and. It's it's similar to your experience. It's he about like fell him. out of the church or whatever. Yeah, yeah. it's like he kind of you know he went through all these years. So it's like I'm still kind of stuck in the years of him um, questioning you know all of this that he's been through. And let's let's not get it twisted though. Um, so despite the fact that I kind of ran away from the church, I still had the the moral backbone to not egg the convent like some of my friends who stayed yeah. in the faith ended up doing. <laughs> <laughs> So I was for being, uh, you know, someone that walked away from the church. I still at least have some. Well, they sort had of like, more pent up anger. That's I the, think so. I I don't know that. I never understood why they did that. I just remember, it was like, hey, Paul, we're sneaking out tonight. We're gonna go egg the convent, and it's like, ooh, I don't, nah, I don't think so, guys. I don't want to be tied into that. That's. <laughs> It's funny, though, because there are stories like that in the book, too. Like, <laughs> like you know, his friends are getting into trouble. He was a little bit more uh, centered, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, like, I was never that mad at them that I needed to, like, egg the convent, you know? Like, yeah. It's just, it's, yeah. I just had this image of, like, these poor old women having to, like, scrape, like, you know, frozen <laughs> egg off their nice building, you know? <laughs> Although I've heard some horror stories about nuns. So I don't know if they were. Yeah, they were. They weren't I that think, bad I think where you were. I grew up in an era where they couldn't beat up on us, okay. you know? So, yeah. you know, because I always heard the horror stories about like the, you know, yardsticks. And, yeah. Uh, and w- one of my classmates said that her father, you know, so this would have been like the 60s or something, um, was throwing snowballs. You know, it was like lunchtime. He's throwing snowballs. None catches them. And like as punishment without gloves, she made him make all these snowballs. And it's like the kid's going to get frostbitten. And like that's the thing is I think that probably happened too many times where a kid got hurt by his ironic punishment mm. physically where it was like you can't just. You know, like, right. you can't beat up on children like that. So, yeah, my dad showed me they used to use, like, a cricket paddle. Like, yeah. the priest would, like, whack him with that thing. Yeah, like, dazed and confused style. Yeah. Like, Ben Affleck <laughs> and Sister Jenna Marie coming for you in the pickup right. truck, you know? <laughs> no more, Mr. Nice Guy! <laughs> and see, like, what does all that have to do with God? And that's the reason I've, like, you know, went to this direction with you. Um <laughs> was because I, I wanted to talk about, like, the science of God, or is God a scientist, or if even God exists or anything. Yeah. This is, like we were saying before the show, this is uh, episode 5,900 of our uh, quest for the meaning of life. That's right, yeah. Yes, yeah. It's part of the uh, the series that is not in chronological order. So. Mm-hmm. Exactly. you yeah. got to find them. you got to put them together. Well, I don't want to uh, just <laughs> poke a hole right in your scientist theory okay. right off the bat, but I mean, Do you know, uh, Adam and Eve uh, with two sons does not equal... Uh, procreating there had to have been women made somewhere that they're not talked about <laughs> that's true but what if it's all a, a, a metaphor yeah well uh, they, adam know. the atom yeah you know eve electron i don't <laughs> know if they were smart enough two thousand years ago to come up with with that sort of stuff you know i like, could think of all the things we learned mm, since, i don't know they're pretty smart since those stories came out, though, how much we've learned. Yeah. You know? Well, that's kind of what I was looking at, uh, too, is the development of religion and, and belief in God. And one of the things I noticed is the kind of uh, 
from from kind of the simpler times, you know, thousands, dozens or tens of thousands of years ago. I mean, you can find there's like what we believe to be uh, religious or not religious, but deity type figurines from, you know, 20,000, 30,000 years ago, which were typically women like large women, uh, Venus type of sculptures from like the Neanderthal days. Right. Mm -hmm. And. When you think of kind of this, we know that the early humans pray to the God, you know, pray to the sun God or the sky God or the kind of the elemental gods or the gods of fertility, um, you know, and they had these ceremonies, they built structures to them or whatever. But as it kind of parallels the complexity of civilization, as civilization became more complex, religion became more complex and became these larger detailed stories with more characters, uh, more kind of reasoning and explanation for the natural processes of the world and the universe around us. And, you know, and I think that's where these stories like Adam and Eve come from. You know, it's this kind of attempt to explain why we're here and everything like that. And originally for me, I was going to do I was thinking about doing a show on synchronicity. I did a show on synchronicity before and talked mostly about kind of the quantum physics aspect and, you know, the, the metaphysical side of it. You know, when you, like, run into somebody you've been thinking about or that kind of, you know, you're in the right place at the right time. Or, like, you learn a vocabulary word for the first time and then you hear it all of all yeah. the time. Mm -hmm. yeah. Stuff like that. But you, know? you talking about the, uh, you know, you have a dream about someone that you haven't talked to in years and mm -hmm. then all of a sudden it's like you're talking to them online or they call yeah. you up out of the blue. Out of the blue, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or you go, some, you know, or, or somebody you meet later in life, and then you, as you talk and converse, you realize that oh wait, we we could have met like a thousand times before because we we're always like we went to the same school or we went we mm -hmm. were living in the same neighborhood or all this kind of thing. But like, why did we just meet now? And you know, all these different kind of uh, mathematical probabilities that you could have met before. Mm -hmm. um, so as I started looking up, so I thought about okay, maybe I'll do, and, and it, what it was is it triggered me as I read this article last week um, in Big Think called The Mathematical Explanation for Spontaneous Synchronization. And it talks more about um, synchronizing and synchronicity in nature, like how lightning bugs, when you see them, they'll individually flash, but then at a certain point, they all kind of sync up and they're flashing at the same time. Or with crickets, like they'll be out of phase, the cricketing, the chirping, and then all of a sudden it's all... It's all the same. Mm -hmm. um, even with with us humans, like when we're in a we're in an audience and people start clapping and I love little it's offbeat and then by the end of the time it's all just perfectly in beat. You know, it's perfectly in tune. Um, and there's all these different you know uh, examples. Even in, in your um, in your brain, the neurons they start firing off in a syncopated rhythm as well. So. I was like, oh, that's interesting, you know, the whole concept of synchronization, which leads to a result of order, right? So then I started thinking about, like, chaos and order and what's, you know, the difference between the beginning of the universe and what we perceive will be the end of the universe is chaos and order, right? Like, the universe started from what we know that it was pure chaos. It was just random particles popping out of nowhere, and then eventually they hit each other and turned into new particles, which turns into new atoms, or turns into new molecules, and so on and so forth until you know planets emerge, stars emerge, I've stars come asteroids. Out. I know what you're talking about. 
<laughs> I was more of a Gallagher guy. But, okay, you know. okay. Yeah. Well, you must have had the really good ColecoVision. Right. <laughs> Atari 2600. No. <laughs> I always wanted one, but I never had yeah. I don't remember which one I had, but yeah. Asteroids, Donkey Kong. Yeah. I was there, man. Oh, man. Love them. <laughs> Sorry. No, no. I don't mind. Turn this into a whole 80s yeah, game. 80s video game thing. <laughs> Go to Logan Arcade after, man. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, so then I was... Uh, <laughs> I was thinking about that chaos order. So you know, the chaos being in the universe, eventually order takes over. And that's gives, you know, credence to life, really. Like there wouldn't be life without organization. Um, and then eventually it leads to entropy, which is the ultimate disorder of the universe. And I started to think about the concept and, and synchronization is kind of the middle part. It's like when stuff gets synchronized, it becomes orderly it becomes what we know as everything that exists today even within our own solar system and the solar system in itself has a synchronicity the way the earth revolves around the sun the way the planets revolve around the sun the way our moon revolves around us the way all that interacts the way we live in this goldilocks place in the solar system that life could only have formed here you know possibly mars possibly venus whatever but only within a certain area um and then like even just the way the solar system exists, the synchronicity of it, if it didn't happen the way it happened, we wouldn't exist. Um, even just something as like Jupiter, like how the sun, we perceive the sun as the center of gravity, but it's not actually the center of gravity. The center of gravity is kind of off to the side of the sun. And that's because of Jupiter, because the mass of Jupiter is so large that it pulls from the sun and creates this other center of gravity. But if it wasn't for Jupiter, it's gravity, which controls the asteroid belt we'd be pummeled by the asteroid belt okay. and there would be no life on earth right so it's all this, this kind of synchronicity that that created this kind of order within even just the microcosm of here and then if you think of like living organisms and the cells having to merge and have to to duplicate and resonate and vibrate frequentate <laughs> <laughs> but it's you know this uh this kind of becoming something out of chaos, but then returning to chaos, right? So that made me think, which I've thought of before. It's a, you know, these are, I'm not the only one to think of, like, if God is a scientist, right? Like, and, and there's multiple ways you can think about that. You can think about it as, you know, it kind of depends on whether or not one, that's why I asked you about God. What do you believe? What do you, you know, how were you raised and everything? And it's interesting when you think of religion as if you take religion out of the, you know, the, the conversation of God, what is God? Right. And then if you just think about kind of the scientific aspects of the universe and this kind of chaos, order, chaos, and it's the order that brings everything together, which we when we think of God, we think of order. Right. We think of law. We think of the law of God. We think of this kind of orderly entity that put everything together um of course we like to anthropomorphize and say that it's some kind of dude in a cloud yeah you know hanging out up there touching fingers with, <laughs> yeah with uh with uh, david or, yeah. or the yeah or no uh, that was adam no it was the birth adam, of man yeah birth adam adam yeah <laughs> <laughs> but you know but then it's like if, when i start to think about uh you know the uh and this is it's 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 a concept that's been used like twilight zone you know simpsons family guy uh but basically comes from like gulliver's travels you know the whole like small people 
well, on Twilight Zone, it was like a Petri dish or something, and somebody was experimenting, and then it, it birthed life, and then that life became its own little kind of planet. Remember they did that on The Simpsons? Yeah. Right, I created Lutherans. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> um, so imagine like this: the universe is like this just massive petri dish, and is there some actual like being outside of it? That oh, I've just... often wondered if like um, you know, because like the concept of time, you know, mm-hmm. we think it's like you know, it's an eternity, you know, like uh, the existence of of life and even space and time and how long, uh, you know, w- what we know the universe to be, how long, and what if this is just all like a sneeze, you know, like right? <laughs> <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying too. Like, it, there's there's so many different ways you could think about it. It could be like if it was a scientist that actually physically was working on an experiment to create. Yeah. A universe to create a light to create life, or if it was just an accident, like you said, like sneezed or the elbow hit the wrong, you know, uh, beaker of some kind of chemical that poured into another chemical. Then all of a sudden he came back into the lab and was like, "Whoa, it's this little, you know, uh, chemical reaction." Oh, there's what is that? Are those little planets? Yeah, <laughs> and he's just staring at us, has no ability to control or manipulate anything. Yeah, we're just in this lab somewhere. Who knows, man? Who knows what's beyond the infinite? Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe our callers know. Let's find out. Let's uh, go to Jim. We got Jim. What are you going on, man? Hi, gentlemen. How are you? Good. Enough. I was just thinking about my religious experience. I'll give an example. I'm out drinking all night. And I'm in line to go to apparently to park to go to the track. And this is I, I, I read Damon Runyon said that Well it, we know it, God it, exists it, at the racetrack. We know that. Well anyway, well, I used to go I was I used to go to priest for about twenty five years at a track. His license plate was oh, yeah. I had a make a long story short. I went line and and uh, I was out drinking all night kind of a wild night and there was a priest in line waiting to get on the train. So I said I'll go to confession to this guy. He was gonna take him by the side, give him ten bucks and and he was deaf. He couldn't. He couldn't hear. Mm-hmm. So he wrote down. He goes, "Go to St. Peter's on Madison Street in downtown Chicago." So I've used that facility all my life. So okay. if you guys want to go back to the church, it's, it's painless. They have the confessions go about ten hours a day. They have mass for half an hour. And uh, you know, if you want to get back, you, you know, you never know. Anyway, okay. gentlemen, I, and I was thinking about the. Uh, the uh, the serendipity of the uh, meteor that hit the Yucatan uh-huh. and changed it changed light completely on Earth. Yeah. Now, what are the odds of that hitting at that particular moment? Exactly. And, and, I mean, what are the odds of that? It's got to be it's infinitesimal. There's no way to. Uh, uh, I mean, it's just, it had to happen exactly that way, and it mm-hmm. had to extinguish light exactly at that point. Anyway, guys, thanks, thanks, Jim. Thanks, Jim. Take care. Take care. And uh, put a ten on uh, Boldy James yeah, for right. in third from the Lucky Dan to place. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> uh, place it all on Lucky Dan. Yeah. If anyone gets that reference, <laughs> right, let's take uh, one more caller before we go to break. We got Brian. Oh, hi guys! A uh, very belated Happy New Year. Oh, to thank you. you. Happy you New Year. Yeah, I just uh, first of all, I want to. Uh, 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 clarify at the beginning. I, I think uh, religious bigotry uh, today and historically has been a very terrible thing. Mm-hmm. However, I have some notions I would like to share that are relevant to your discussion. Okay. And um, I think uh, if uh, one uh, sees or uh, takes the notion that God is completely transcendent, 
distant and separate from nature, uh, then uh, we uh, eventually uh, uh, come up with the uh, notion uh, that uh, humans uh, are uh, superior uh, to the rest of nature and uh, can dominate it. Mm-hmm. And um, the uh, philosopher uh, St. Thomas Aquinas, uh, <clears throat> who was the main man uh, uh, for philosophy for the uh, Catholic Church to this day, uh, he believed that uh, uh, nature, uh, the rest of nature, was not uh, possessed of intelligence like humans. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you move up to uh, uh, Descartes, and you had a guest uh, way back, uh, a, a lady there uh, discussing uh, Descartes. Uh, for Descartes, uh, kind of a similar thing, uh, the human... Uh, God and then the human mind is like uh, immaterial, and the rest of uh, nature is like a machine. So, like animals are uh, uh, no different than like machines. So, like mm-hmm. if I were to kick the chair in front of me, uh, it feels no pain. And if you uh, uh, kick a like a, your pet dog or cat, which I'm sure you wouldn't. I never did. But if someone did, they feel no pain because they're just machines. Right. This kind of uh, role of thinking uh, inevitably leads uh, to where we are today uh, with uh, global warming and climate change and this uh, really uh, just horrible abuse of nature, which uh, may lead uh, to the uh, end of the human uh, race. Uh, I think we have to see ourselves as more intimately connected with the rest of nature, uh, more like uh, Native Americans. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so, yeah, indig- uh, most indigenous cultures around the world, I, f- I feel like, have more of a kind of um, homogenous relationship with, with nature. Yes, uh, and I think uh, you're, you're right. Uh, you're absolutely right. And uh, I think uh, if uh, humans, uh, those who have the power, the most power to do so in uh, different countries, uh, don't take this uh, uh, intimate uh, relationship uh, to the rest of nature more seriously, uh, very sadly, uh, for especially. Uh, uh, thinking of posterity and the young, uh, but all the human race, quite frankly, in the world uh, may not be here that much longer if we don't start seeing uh, religion uh, uh, as a more intimately connected uh, with nature, more respect for na- the rest of nature mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and addressing uh, uh, care for nature. Uh, so that's pretty much what I just wanted to add to your discussion. All right. Thanks, Brian. Yeah, no, you make some good points. And uh, I think I will I will answer your stuff after the break. And I know we have another caller. Stay on the line. And if anybody else wants to give us a call, jump in on a conversation at 773-763-9278. That's 773-763-WCPT. We'll be back right after this with more Think Theory Radio. Cosmic Ballet goes on.
Welcome back to Think Theory Radio. This is Damien, and today we're talking about God, the almighty scientist, or science of God, or does God exist, or are you God, Paul? Gosh, I hope not. You're hiding in plain sight, like they said the the, uh, Savior would? (laughs) Yeah, I can I can verify. You are named for one me. of the apostles. Yes, yeah, the, the writer. <laughs> uh, before we get back to the phone calls, real quick, I just wanted to answer Brian or comment on what he was saying. He made some good points about uh, how most modern religions, uh, aside from maybe Buddhism, has kind of taken this viewpoint that humans are above the rest of nature. And and he's probably right. It's probably given a lot of credence to people in power to uh, to destroy nature and to develop these kind of systems that we have, like our ecology system, our food system, the world food system, um, you know, the the dependence on fossil fuel and oil, everything like this, which I might have to do another episode on where because I think about he made me think about like eschatology and like eschatologists who are the kind of Christian believers who really believe in judgment day, the end of the world and kind of want it to happen, mm-hmm. you know, and then I, you know, because I've thought about this before and, I, you know, I wonder if like these these big leaders of industry are eschatologists, especially with the, the ones who are furthering the destruction and pollution of Earth and creating this effect of climate change. Could this be some purposeful act like they're trying to bring about the end of the world? And I know that's like a big... Yeah, that's a big know, philosophical a big, thing. I, I don't think the powers that be... Honestly, I think just money drives everything. You yeah. Know, for like the powers yeah. that be. But I do think that those that aren't the button pushers and the, you know, the, the king makers of the world... Yeah. There are several. I think, you know, I think like the average... Christian schmo yeah. wants to see the end times. Just like, see, I told you. See, I told. I'm going. You're not. You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh. <laughs> I know. You, it gets into a whole thing, you know. But it just it, it'd be an it's an interesting thought experiment if you thought about how um, and not to get too alienish, but there was the old Arrival movie, not the later one, the one that was with uh, Charlie Sheen or I think it was Charlie Sheen. I don't think it was Amelia. Right over my no, head. No, I think it was a 90s movie. So it basically okay. was aliens ran the world. Okay. They were, you know, of course, reptilian. and uh, <laughs> But they, they hid in plain sight. Uh, but they were leaders of the world, and they essentially were furthering climate change so that the the global temperature would rise enough for them and to— the cold-blooded lizard people could survive it? Exactly, okay. right. Kill off the humans, yeah. make the planet for them. Yeah. So anyway, um, <laughs> let's, go, let's go to the phone lines. we got Bob in Indiana. What's going on? Bob, what's going on? Hey, guys. How are you tonight? Good, good. good. How are you doing? Okay. Um, interesting. Interesting. Um, you. Being a, a white 71-year-old man living in, you know, Indiana— Uh-huh. God's country. I was raised on I was raised on the Christian Bible, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and in said Bible, it says that we are created in God's image. Mm-hmm. Are we Are we therefore not God? Hmm. Dun, 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 dun. See, and this is where I think like Joseph Smith and the Book of Mormon comes uh, comes along here, because isn't that their whole thing? Is they're supposed to live this clean life to become gods in their afterlife? Mm-hmm. I don't know. But we're not supposed to become gods because we are we are the product of God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Well, you know, what's interesting, too, yeah. is like because, you know, since I'm talking about this from like kind of a science angle, and I think about the parallels of, you know, we are the image of God and you think of the universe itself and everything that makes up the human body. It literally derives from the beginning of the universe. I mean, everything that has happened, you know, the iron in our blood, the carbon in our body all comes from, you know, as Carl Sagan would say, stardust. Exactly. And and that's why it's like, you know, someone asked me one day if I believed that Jesus was the son of God. And I said, yes. I am, so why wouldn't he be? Mm. Ah, okay. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> All right, yeah, I like it, Bob. <laughs> All right, boys. All right, have, a good night and run. have a good night and run down that trail for him. I will, I will. No, Thanks, I'll, Bob. I will further on with that. Um, no, totally. I get what you're saying, and there's a lot of different examples of that, too, when you think about... Uh, us in the image of God and the different conceptual ways you could kind of visualize that. But also it kind of goes back to a little bit of what Brian was saying about us taking up, taking power. Cause I think there's that anthropomorphization of, of what God is and, and wanting, instead of thinking, you know, kind of where me and Bob were talking about that we are the image of God as in we are connected to the universe and we come from the universe itself. A lot of uh, major religions would say, no, that God is more like a man, right? That God yeah. is a man. I mean, typically it's always he, you know, mm-hmm. um, and it's this, like I said, some dude in a cloud. Like, it's always a kind of this m- version of a man. They, they, the, the long white beard and the... Yeah, yeah and yeah. even thousands of years ago when it was the goddess, I mean, originally it was, like I said, it was the, the goddess mother was kind of the first deities, but even that is still kind of humanizing it, and it's not accepting nature as something outside of man, you know, as being, or, or being something that's bigger than man, I should say, or humans. Um, but let's go to another caller. We got... Dan and Lombard, and I think he can kind of like link on to what we were saying right now. Is that right, Dan? Uh, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna get a little nutty in here. I, I'm gonna be talking <laughs> okay, go so ahead. here, first of all, man is not in nature; he is nature. Mm-hmm. We are animals, and and when people say, "Well, I don't care about nature," I'm like, "Well, then you don't care about yourself," because if the it, it, and someone said this recently, like if men go, if mankind goes, humankind. All the rest of the universe will just take over. But if we lose, mm-hmm. say, the bees, the, the the chain is broken. We're all doomed in one way or another. I mean, there's enough. The mass extinction that's going on right now could tip over to the point where humans are going to have a hard time. And they're going to have a hard time. Yeah. Um, so getting back to God, and first of all, we're, it's, it's probably, we're probably just the Sims in some galactic game of the Sims. <laughs> we we only exist in the matrix that exists for a very complex being that will wear black suits and and anybody that threatens the matrix they'll try to get rid of we really don't exist the, the cosmology is now going okay we really nothing exists this is all simulation or a uh a dream of the universe mm-hmm. which is fun to think about but i know when i jammed my thumb this morning it hurt so i think i'm alive mm. um, you think you're alive that, right i think i'm alive <laughs> um i work at a very unusual place and it's a very 
it's fraught with a lot of um, drama, etc. But when I go home and don't think about work, it doesn't exist. And so we we go. You know what? If I don't, if the world only exists as the simulation that I can see that's within my eye and earsight. Yeah, that's ridiculous because. There's other people having the same simulation, and they overlap, so how do I know what they're thinking? So that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, we talk about, uh, you know, we, we were talking about people saying, hey, they're going to bring about the end of the world. Well, if they're truly fundamentalist, biblical people, they would know Christ said, the, the, the end times will come like a thief in the night. Uh, it will will know not the and it's and it's reversed. Will know not the day nor the will know not the hour nor the day. Mm-hmm. And so those people who say I'm going to bring about there was a Rexella and I can't remember his name. They were Jack Van Amp and Rexella and I would watch them again and they always go. We're very excited. There's more keys to the times in the news today. Israel did this. Therefore, if we look at Exit, you know. Yeah. And so... Like late-night evangelists? That was... Oh, yeah, they yeah. were magnificent. Absolutely. <laughs> the most... You, you, you kept thinking, this is a tiny little division of SCTV. Mm-hmm. Not, not, S, not SNL. It wasn't corporate enough. Okay. It was more guerrilla theater, right? Yeah. But I would watch it on occasion. Couldn't, couldn't watch it too much because it was like, oh my, you know. Yeah, yeah. I would watch Bay and Jim Baker for thirty seconds and get the fix for six months. I would turn up at Robertson while I was scrolling through on occasion, and the day I happened to hit his power pancakes, and I can bench press three hundred and fifty pounds because I eat these pancakes. And I, <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know. They're protein, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Bottom line is, we are, we are monkeys bumping around a abyss, hoping to find the edge where we can find security, corner where we can find security. Mm-hmm. I like that one. We're not going to find that. So what we do is develop a system. What did I forget who said it, but it's, if God didn't exist, we'd create one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we need that meaning in life. And we had a very good friend who was brought up very Catholic in a Polish Catholic house. Um, you know, rosaries, the full nine yards, the uh, First Communion was a huge deal. And when she married this gentleman who said, that's all hooey, we're not doing any of that. And then when they got divorced after about 25 years of marriage, she cast about trying to find a system of belief she could get into. And her initial one was the Church of Elvis. Elvis was everything. He was still alive at that point. We're in the crazy TCB, giant belt buckle, white, jumpsuited Elvis. <laughs> okay. Uh, who was bloated from drugs and alcohol. And, and peanut butter and yeah, banana butter sandwiches. And, yeah. <laughs> hey, Priscilla, make me a, a nanner and... Uh, <laughs> Fried. Uh, right. So this bad Elvis traveled all over the country to see him in concert and would literally. Now, this is a full grown woman. She's swooning over this guy. And then she realized this was. I don't know what changed. 
she went to church once because she was forbidden to go to church and met a really, who oddly enough became our parish priest many years later. Mm-hmm. And we have pictures. And in fact, she was with this guy so much there were rumors mm. because she was looking for meaning in life. And uh, a lot of philosophers talk about this stuff. We're looking, we're all we're looking for is something to hang on to in the dark of the night. Yeah. You know, when that, that scary thing happens, uh, you know, I just, uh, and I, and I'm not, you know, we, when we lose our parents, what yeah. are they together in heaven? Mm-hmm. That's, that's a little crazy. Mine were cremated. So I don't know. Two piles of dust. What are we, what are we doing here? Well, so it could be, you know, the energy, exactly. their life energy. Right. And so that's where I come all the way back full circle. The universe is God. Mm-hmm. If you look at the universe, and, and you guys have talked about this, and I think it's one of your sound bites. When we look at the atomic structure, mm-hmm. and then with the galaxies, boy, don't they look the same? They're just different scales. Yeah, fractals. Um, we're on a nucleus or a sun or a black hole or whatever. Speaking of which, did you see they, they took a picture of a single atom with a tripod and a regular camera? I don't even know how this I, happened. And the, the picture they showed looked like a 3D uh, rendering and not a picture. I never found the actual photograph. Okay. And it's not a cool thing that it's this, this, some, this, this is what gives me hope in the universe. Some sort of master's working on his doctorate student went, hey, if I did this and photographed the thing that's suspended between these two titanium needles or whatever they were, beryllium, I don't know. Yeah. I can use a regular camera to photograph this atom. And I'm like, wow, that is, and they describe it, but I never see the darn photograph because there's so much clickbait and ads mm. I never get to it. So maybe you guys can look into that because that to me, the, the you, you guys talk about quantum mechanics a lot, right? Yeah. 90% of everything we're looking at is not there. It's air. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's not, it's the ether that the alchemists talk about, right? Yep. Yeah, exactly. The dark matter. Which is now dark matter, which is now the space between. Uh, Artists talk about negative space. You see how we can just go in circles and go far (laughs) afield and come back to the same place. And the same places, we're just looking for meaning. And sometimes the meaning is, hey, we're having Chinese tonight. Ooh, now you made me hungry. (laughs) You know, it's interesting, though, that you said... um, the meaning, because I, I was reading two different articles on uh, synchronicity, and there's uh, one where they were talking about uh, the. I'm trying to find the quote here. It's uh, it basically was saying that they're working on a new theory based on this Kuromato model of uh, of synchronicity, which has to do with oscillation and frequencies and everything like that, but and coupling. But it was saying how that information needs meaning, or that life uses information to create meaning, right? Right. And then I was reading another one, and the guy was talking about uh, hidden... Forgive me as I look at those. He was talking about the riding a bike. No, he was talking about if you kind of think of life as riding a bike and how as you pedal harder, you keep going, right? 
And the minute you stop is kind of you lose all of the energy that you've brought forth, right? And then he talks about the effect is called meaningful history selection and how it's all, like you said, it's all about putting meaning to life and that, you know, and creating meaning out of the information that we have is what creates life. I mean, my dad, who never really left Cook County until he was 18, they went to Niagara Falls to visit a very ill relative who died while they were on the train. So they got to go to a funeral. Um, and in those days, it, things would happen a little quicker because, you know, refrigeration wasn't a thing. Mm-hmm. And so um, that was his first time out of Cook County when he was 18 because he was a, a kid that walked, lived in Coldwater Walk-Ups. He meets, he's a first-generation Italian. He meets a girl who's come to Chicago from Lemon, South Dakota, population 1800. She wants to get out of a small town so bad she can taste it. Why she picked Chicago, I don't know. Mm-hmm. She comes to Chicago to learn photography at a time when no women were shooting pictures. wasn't allowed. That's not a, that's a, it, you're carrying heavy things, dear. That's right. science and art and, you know. Yeah, you can't fact, understand that. <laughs> never was allowed to photograph. She was allowed to make appointments for the students. How did they meet at a church basement, young adults kind of thing, and they get married? And it, how does that universe occur? Mm-hmm. How did she pick Chicago? How do they meet? Um, and the same thing, even with my wife. They, she moved all over the country, and she happened to teach with a friend who said, I think you guys would be good together, and they put us together. Now, did God force all of that? Could I have met someone else who was my, the light of my life of 32 years? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it is so all of this, it kind of goes back to the randomness of quantum mechanics again. How did that end up? I don't know. It did, and it sort of worked out. We got three kids there and master's programs going to doctors, and, you know, all this good stuff happening. But I could have ended up in the cutter with, you know, doing <laughs> blow off of a, you know, a, a prostitute's whatever party. So, which is where I was probably headed, but this woman came along, and I said, oh, I got to be better than that. And so, what I'm saying is, all of this is. Hugo May, I think, the meaning of man or the, our meaning a lot. We don't, we we create because we don't know what else to do. Mm-hmm. Um, we we exist because what else are you going to do? Because we biologically, when I had when we had our second kid and we had a girl and then a boy, I I'm I'm cleaning up the studio that I worked at. I'm a photographer, and I I went. And I don't know what kicked this thought off in my mind. I was just kind of mindlessly doing, you know, a, a scut work. And I said, I just realized, I, 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 in my head, I said, you know, the universe doesn't need you anymore. Biologically, you've replaced yourself and your wife perfectly. You can die now. <laughs> That's what happens to say. That's what happens to male praying, praying mantis, mantis. Yeah. They're gone. Mm-hmm. You know, it's crazy. So, Since I became a father, that was the same thought that I had. of yeah. like, well, my job here is done. Right. <laughs> so I'm not the only one that has that dark thought. Yeah, right? yeah. I, I wonder I mean, if there's, there's several other men that have that sort of thing. I'm but, sure but I think it's got to be such a selfless thought, though, of being able to you yeah, know, think like, well, biologically, I fulfilled my purpose. Yeah. Well, yeah. Here's, the, here's the fun part of that. Is okay, make it quick, though, because we do got to go to a break. Yeah. Dan, sorry. But you guys have a great evening. Thank you so much for the show. I love oh, okay. it. Oh, no. Yeah, thanks, Dan. Thanks, Dan.
Didn't mean to cut you off. We're just uh, running a little late. Uh, before we do go to break, uh, Dan was talking about a picture of an atom. Yeah. Uh, it's a story that just broke this week or th- within the last week or two. Uh, David Nadlinger of the University of Oxford took a long exposure photo of a uh, strontium atom in an ion field. Um, so okay. it's the, the photo's titled A uh, Single Atom in an Iron Ion Trap uh, won the Engineering and Physical Sciences Research Council Science Photography Competition. Oh, wow. Prize, yeah. I'm going to have to check that so, out. Yeah. You could barely see the thing. Yeah. It's, it's, like, it's like a faint blue dot. I, I might have something on my glasses. i got to right, make right. sure I can see this without the glasses on. So. <laughs> All right, we got to take a quick break. Uh, we'll be back with more of your calls and more Think Theory Radio right after this. Welcome back to Think Theory Radio. Today we are discussing, you know, just a small topic. What is okay. God? No big deal. <laughs> no big deal. Something very simplistic. Only the thing that's driven mankind for, like, you know, <laughs> our entire existence. Yeah. Um, yeah, Tom's making or No, Tom Dan. is up next. Dan was just on. Yeah. Um, he was making me think of a bunch of different uh Ideas and concepts I actually kind of had for the show today, too. Uh, but he kept bringing up The Matrix, and I thought it was interesting. Is that um, not, not the movie, but the, well, other than the movie, but uh, Matrix, actually, the Latin word, it comes from uh, the word for womb. Okay. So Matrix meant womb. So we're all in the Matrix. We are in the womb mm-hmm. of the universe. Um, there was a couple other things, but. We can. We don't have a whole lot of time. So Dan usually does that when he calls. He kind of takes us down many different paths, and you yeah, know, we get to choose our own adventure yeah. from there. <laughs> exactly. Uh, let's go to uh, Tom and Elgin and see what Tom got. What do you got? Okay, I'm going to try to speed talk. Okay. No, no, take your time. <laughs> no, no, no we, got, we got time. You can. Go, yeah, go ahead. No, 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 no. Uh, I was raised Catholic, uh, and I walked away uh, like Polly. And uh, and I got rebaptized, and I followed the red words in the New Testament, and I started doing charitable work. So, and and then I I got a feeling that like, uh, you know, Jesus was like, okay, take a chill pill on the old book, okay, let's go. Mm -hmm. But during that lapse, then I I was always like, okay, explain the solar system, Mm -hmm. the singularity. And it's one of those things. What created, you know, you know, you can explain God every way you want, but what created the singularity that created everything? Yeah, something created the singularity. Yeah, and there's and so like, many. There's back to your lab dish. Exactly, lab dish. Um, and then you know, like if pure scientists who are you know atheist or whatever will say, oh well, it's you know it's possibly that it could be from an earlier universe that there was a whole other universe before our universe that gave birth to our universe. But what if the Jack Webb, not the Jack Webb, uh, the, the, the new satellite goes? Oh, the James in, Webb. James Webb, yeah, not Jack Webb. That's uh, uh, sounds uh, like an old boxer or something. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, but. What if they finally see that, and there is an old guy just putting his hand in his hand? Oh, <laughs> crap. <laughs> All right. I love you guys. All right. Thanks, hey, Tom. Jack Webb uh, played Joe Friday, if that's who you're thinking of. Yeah, Dragnet. Yeah, yeah yep, Dragnet. Yep, yep. <laughs> Good reference. Right, Classic. Thanks, Tom. 
<laughs> I wonder what Jack Webb would have to say about God. So, what was that like? Just the facts or something yeah, like just that? Just the facts, yeah. ma'am. Just yeah. the facts. <laughs> See, perfect. Dun, 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 <laughs> but yeah, like exactly. Dun, dun, dun. Like, <laughs> um, but you know that. I haven't thought about Dragnet in a long time. Sorry, mm-hmm. go on. No, no, yeah, and a good uh, remake with yeah. uh, with the Dan Leslie. Aykroyd. Tell. Was, oh, okay. oh, wasn't there one with? There's an '80s one with Aykroyd and Tom Hanks. Oh yeah, yeah that's that right. That was a that's weird right. one though. That's I don't right. think it was a faithful remake, but yeah, you might be right. And I just it's, it, hold on to your thought before we finish this Dragnet. Did. <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching the TV show back in the day, you know, on reruns, whatever, and I think it was, like, tied into other, uh, like, wasn't, like, in, that was in the same universe as, as Emergency and Chips and all that sort of stuff. Um, uh, I mean, Dragnet? Uh, Dragnet, yeah. Well, Dragnet was, was before that, though. But, but it was all, like, L.A., like, you know, I think it spun off into oh, the other okay, ones. Yeah. It was all, like, L.A. law enforcement true, first true. responders, mm-hmm. but I, I just... I'd seen a few episodes, and then I remember my dad making a big deal about the one where it was like the Christmas episode where like the the little boy steals the uh, the baby Jesus out of the nativity scene or whatever, okay. and it became this whole thing. And it was like the boy just it was like this innocent sort of reason yeah. why he took him or whatever, and he like brings him back on his like red wagon or whatever. So I just remember my dad making like, oh, you got to watch the Dragnet Christmas special. <laughs> See, and you brought it back to Jesus. Yep. yep, yep. <laughs> Somehow from Dragnet, we'll get back Dragnet to Jesus. To Yep. So what was your thought, though, before before I went on the dragnet tangent? Uh, no, I was just uh, talking about where Tom was going with the whole, like, what if James Webb eventually, like, sees the kind of the, the stretches of the outer universe, and then there's some eyeball looking through a microscope, and, you know, that's, oh, look, it's God, you know. Um, or like that kind of... I think the sun blinked at me. Right. <laughs> What's that big finger? Well, it's, it's coming for us. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and there's, you know, there's the whole, I like, um, Einstein talks about he believes in the God of Spinoza, which is not a God that has anything to do with day-to-day basic stuff. You know, like you're saying, you know, uh, what Dan was saying about, you know, his parents meeting, or even with my parents, men in a kind of serendipitous way as well. And, you know, these different kind of synchronistic chance encounters, or if you want to call them chance, uh, where that God wouldn't really be involved in any of that. Like maybe God was just kind of hands hands off. Like I, like we were talking about earlier in the show. Like just created everything and then was like, all right, I'm on to my next experiment. Like what if we're just we're off to the side somewhere in the lab and he's working on whole other universes. You know, he forgot, oh, I forgot to, about like, these, oh my goodness, yeah, they, what? <laughs> this has gotten out of control. Yeah. Political <laughs> parties. What is this? But that was like the South Park episode that debuted right before the U.S. Uh, attacked Iraq in 2003. Mm-hmm. There's this whole thing about how Earth was a reality show, and it's like, oh, we gotta, we gotta stop yeah. this. And the, the boys are trying to save Earth and whatnot. And yeah. It, it, the neat part about that is they timed out that episode because, you know, they can produce a South Park episode very quickly. Uh, they timed it out so that that debuted where once the show ended, that episode ended, you could flip over to CNN and we just started attacking Iraq because we, it was down, uh, to the, down to the minute. You yeah. know, like, all right, you know, uh, whatever it was, you know, March 19th at, yeah. at 7 o'clock Eastern or, you know, whatever it was, you know. Mm-hmm. So. I know That's what that reminded me of though of like the God comes back to the lab and it's like oh goodness yeah exactly <laughs> racism I would have never right. thought of that right. Jeez. celebrity worship what <laughs> what is a TikTok shut it down shut it down shut it all down. experiments over yeah. 
John you Taffer know. comes out of nowhere and rebrands us. Yeah, and maybe that's the maybe that's the reason there is entropy. It's like God's kind of default. Like no matter what happens, eventually the universe will end. You know, it may take a long time, but um, you know, it could go on and on. Like. It, it, you know, we have to get back to climate change and the end of the world, end times and all that. But obviously, we don't have enough time for all that. So, but we do have enough time. I, I was going to say for an unsolicited phone call from the seven zero eight. Yes, seven zero eight caller, you are our mystery caller of the day. Oh, and they hung up. Oh, wow, mystery okay. caller. It, it will remain a mystery, yeah, right? Yeah. Just like God. There was another caller. Maybe it was too, God. Another eight four seven. I think that. Well, shouts out to the callers that didn't. Get we're we're both on the air, so I can't screen I <laughs> calls unless I'm on the yes. air doing it. So that's why we kind of throw some of you on sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. Just so you know, which is a perfect opportunity for like the crazy trolls to call in. You I know? know. I know. We're the religious fanatics. Right? I'd love to talk to. Them. We don't get a lot of trolls on this show, that's and it true. surprises me because we get a lot of trolls on other shows here. Yeah. Maybe they don't want it. They're not. They're scared of me. They yeah. Come or, at me. or we're just troll friendly. I don't know. Oh, here we go. Oh, here we go. Eight four seven. You are our mystery caller of the hour. Uh, Jack Webb uh, also did uh, drivers Ed movies. Uh, Blood on the Highway. Oh, okay. Were they like showing oh, really? the reality of like uh, of what it looks like when uh, like that they like actually drunk show, driving? Yeah, they show you like in class. Yeah, you're in high school, and it's like, oh, my God, I don't want to drive. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank All you right, for that. Nice. All right, Bye. thanks. All right. Appreciate that. There we go. Yeah, I wonder if they even do those anymore. Do they have one about God? Just as Jack Webb. Right, yeah. Tell you about God Jack and Jesus. Webb. Not, you know, like, I know George Burns played God, you know. Yeah, Morgan yeah. Freeman. Yeah. I think Morgan Freeman played God, like, a thousand times. He really is God. Well, definitely in the... Uh, um, uh, what do you want to call it? The um, God movie. Yeah, was it? Was it well, what what was it that uh, the the Evan Almighty and uh, Bruce Almighty? Yeah, that was Morgan Freeman mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, there was another one too. I think he played. Okay, but anyway, uh, yeah. So I don't think Morgan Freeman is God. Although you never know, we're all God. I, I can confirm that's that uh, uh, Jack Webb did not play God, at least in his limited uh, uh, film, filmography. Funny. Oh well, yeah, he had a good voice for it. Unless uh, uncredited as Bullseye and Hollow Triumph is God, I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> now we're getting really off topic. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Are you gonna put a bow on this thing? No, we still have a minute and a half to figure out what God is. Can okay. we do it? Well, that's that's for the next episode. Yes. Well, we can tease. You know what will be. What is God? What will he come on the show? God, if you're listening, we're trying. We're He's trying hard. to book you. It's hard to get through to his. Uh, we'll even through. take one of your representatives. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's weird because, like, you know, those uh, preachers that, like, um, you know, they, they put their hand on the person's forehead and then that person yeah. starts jiggling. Those guys don't return my calls. No? No, they don't. <sighs> I'm trying to say, hey, you, you seem to have conversations with God saved. frequently. Yeah. Maybe you can get on your private jet that God told you to get and go talk to God yeah. for me. No, they always hang up. <laughs> I wonder why. Yeah, hmm. I'm kind of abrasive, I've noticed. Yeah. <laughs> There's a book called The Sign. I forget the author, but uh in it it's uh I think I talked about it on the show before, but it's about a kind of it's kind of sci fi, kinda of action, kinda of religious, but it has to do with the utilizing this kind of new technology, almost kind of a drone like thing to create these flying symbols in the air. Robert Van Campen? Possibly. Okay. Um, 
and they were trying to get the world to believe in like one religion or trying to just well there were different people like trying to you know manipulate the whole thing but anyway one of the characters was this evangelical priest and they were he was trying to get the uh there was a priest in egypt that had been seeing the sign and painting it on caves and he was trying to get him to come on the on the evangelical tv show and and change people's mind and bring them to God. Sure would be great. Also, real quick, uh, Righteous Gemstones is a great show about evangelical. Okay. With uh, John Goodman and um, Danny uh, from uh, Eastbound and Down. Uh, oh, uh, uh, Danny McBride or whatever. Yeah, yeah, Danny Kenny, McBride Kenny Powers, yeah. and uh, the other kid. But it's great. It's hilarious. I'm just wondering, like, who's going to get that interview with Jesus on the second coming? You know, mm. is it 60 Minutes going to land that thing or... I mean, Howard Stern. In the world that we live in, Jesus probably already came back and they killed him. <laughs> yeah, we didn't even realize. <laughs> like, sorry, dude. Or he's in Guantanamo Bay or right, something. Yeah. <laughs> right. What a sad note to end on. <laughs> uh, thanks for all the callers. Thanks for the listeners. We'll be back again next Saturday and every Saturday, 6 to 7 p.m. right here on WCBT H20 Think Theory Radio.